from Elk Grove, California. Driving car number 57, the Finley Farms, Carlton and Son. Glenn Steyer's Racing Durst Incorporated Local Soil Products Entry. Here's Kyle Larson. Lap number one for Kyle Larson. Quick time! It's a 10 Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 11 of Quick Time, the podcast. It's BA back again with Jason or Jason. How was your week? It was pretty good. Really good. It's uh, been nice out. Looking forward to a couple uh, big races this weekend. So it all things good. How about you? No, not too bad. I mean, uh, we went out to Kearney, had a graduation party for my brother. That was a good time. Uh, but yeah, we're excited to get back to the racetrack. We got a big race coming up at Jefferson County Speedway in Fairbury with the USAC Midgets. And that brings me into the show. I mean, it's a big show today. We got Cody Brewer. He is the promoter of the Midwest Midget Championship out there at Jefferson County. And we got Sunshine. Tyler Courtney's going to call on the podcast, man. How the hell did we do that? Why? You asked. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's. I mean, one of the absolute biggest stars in sprint car racing. And we're really excited to have him on. And it's going to be... I, we got... This is a star-studded lineup. I mean... You know, you'd think we're big time or something like that. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, it's pretty big for a small time little local podcast just starting out. So it's pretty cool that he agreed to come on. Um, let's go into shout outs. Uh, I kind of want to shout out Knoxville Raceway um, Saturday night. They had a three hour rain delay. Uh, races got going about twelve thirty a.m. It worked really good for me. I was coming home for Carney. We left Carney about ten o'clock. So. I had to listen to races on the way home. Yeah, I kind of woke up. Uh, I, I went. I saw it was going to run late, and I'm like, eh, whatever. So I kind of went to sleep and then woke up again like, oh, hey, you're just getting started. Now let's watch the show. And, uh, you, you know, Knoxville knows a thing or two about they're going to get that race in. So Yeah, it reminded me of uh, Nationals when there was a rain, rain delay or whatever, and you'd roll out your heat races for Nationals at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. So Yeah, I, I think there's one year, I think, race until pretty much the sun came up. Yep, yep. So, I mean, I think only you can do that in Knoxville with a, a racetrack in the middle of the town. I don't think many places would get away with that nowadays. Yeah, I, no, I, I don't think a lot of places outside of town would even be able to get away with that. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, it was a big show for them with the USAC uh, mm-hmm. sprint cars there, 20 grand to win. So it's one of their one of their crown jewel events, and I, I think that was the main reason why they tried to get it going. If it was a weekly show, I'm pretty sure they would pull the plug on that deal. Yeah, you know, and, and there's only so many of those events anymore, so... It's good to see that they got it in, and, and it was great racing on top of it. All right. Uh, you got a shout-out for us? Yeah, I do. My shout-out goes to Ayrton Jeniton, the uh, grandson of famed midget racer Gene, son of Steve. He worked his way up to fifth at Terre Haute with the World Outlaws, uh, making a heck of a run. And unfortunately, he uh, decided he was going to – he said uh, it, in the post-race, he said uh, sixth wasn't enough and dove in and – he went to a spot. Kerry Madsen wasn't leaving and uh, wrecked it pretty hard. But at, at on a restart, he had uh, went out, went around Donnie Shots, and it was uh, it was pretty impressive. He was making like he was going to make a run up to about third at the time. So pretty good for the former uh, Tulsa Shootout champion and guy getting his feet wet in the uh, Outlaw Sprint Car. So I'm going to send him a shout out. Yeah, you mentioned he had a little bit of tough luck. I got a kind of a tough luck award. Uh, I wouldn't call it award, but. Amber Balkan, she crashed during Saturday's A-Main at the Power Eye Race in Valley Speedway. Um, I don't really see what happened, but 
there was a yellow flag of some sort. Then all of a sudden at the top of the screen, you just see a car flying. Uh, went through the catch fence and whatnot. She suffered a collapsed lung, a concussion, small burns. Um, she had a CT scan, but that came back good. So uh, kind of want to wish her well. Hope she gets on the mend. Uh, talented racer out there from Canada. So it's nice to see her back out on the racetrack when she can. Absolutely scary. If you if you get to see that wreck, um, it just comes out of nowhere. And the thing is, it starts at the upper edge of the screen. <laughs> and it doesn't come down and up. And then it ends <laughs> On the other side of the screen. It was incredible. Yeah, for sure. I mean, hats off the safety crew out there for uh, taking care Mm -hmm. of her and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, hope she uh, recovers well and we get her back on the racetrack soon. Absolutely. Uh, Let's jump into a uh, a new segment, I guess. Uh, Since Jason and I both can't be at Eagle Weekly as much as we want to, and we primarily talk about Eagle Raceway, I figured we uh, have someone come on who's out there all the time. James Rowland, he's a track announcer out there. so a little segment we want to call roughly right now the Eagle Raceway Roundup with James Rowland. Now it's time for the Eagle Raceway Roundup with track announcer James Rowland. James, what's going on, man? Thanks for joining the program. Hey, absolutely. Happy to be here. Uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's kind of jump into it. Uh, Eagle Raceway, Saturday night, we saw Joey Danley pick up the feature win. Trevor Grossenbacher uh, adding to that points lead total, coming in second, and Mike Boston running out of the top three. Uh, yeah, talk about uh, Saturday night at Eagle Raceway. Man, I tell you what, Trevor was really on a mission, super impressive. I was just looking at lap times before I ran home for lunch break. Uh, I think Joey won with a 14.6. Trevor had a 14.8, ran all the way up, won the B, and ran clear from the back up to second. At a 14.8, I think the closest one to him was Boston at like a 15.3. So it was definitely a fast, racy track. Um, before Joey took the lead, him and Mike were pulling sliders left and right for about three or four laps there. You know, it was a classic track out there. I saw it, you know, get getting dry, guys just uh, running up high. Uh, I think I saw a clip of Joey. He'd come around, bang off the wall a little bit, kind of like the good old days, you know. How you work that track, kind of slide up there and then use that thing to knock you right off of the wall. It's been extremely competitive out there. I is I think Joey is now what the fifth winner and in as many weeks out there. You know, I think we've got six shows in, and I don't think we have one repeat winner yet. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a definitely a nice parody out there with the sprint cars. Uh, we got a kind of a special, uh, want to say, event coming up with the uh, water balloon fight. Uh, get back at the officials. Uh, you think you're going to get pegged with a couple water balloons this week? Oh, man, I think me and Dan are totally screwed. We're going to leave that place soaking wet. You know, between uh, name mispronunciations and apparently people don't <laughs> like my side-by-side calling it drag racing, but I, that is definitely the most fun event that I think that we have. It's a great way to not only give back to the non-qualifiers and help raise some money for those guys for the Race Saver Nationals, but it's just a blast, you know. Some people don't like the idea of getting water balloons thrown at them, but after this event last year, I don't think there was anybody that left without a smile. Yeah, I'm, I'm just glad Jason and I are not there this weekend, and they do not throw photographers in with the raceway officials. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they do that. You guys carry a little bit of uh, too much equipment. Yeah, I think uh, back from my day working out there, I don't know how well I would have responded to um, to getting water balloons thrown at me, especially some of the stuff I wrote on the website. But, um, <laughs> but you know, it's... Uh, Tell us about, you know, you're announcing this year. Tell us about some of the fun that you're having as an announcer. You know, I I couldn't be more grateful than to have this opportunity because, 
my racing background, I've owned them. I've tried to drive them. I've bartended out there, pit stewarded. And I, I never really expected to land where it was, you know, with my eyesight, I just, something always told me because everybody always said, you can't race. I always thought that I wanted to race. So racing, I actually ran into her at a sprint show at Boone Speedway last year. And she was like, Hey, we're short an announcer. Do you want to try this? And the first night out, I had a lot of jitters and stuff. But the second night of icebreaker, I was standing on the front stretch talking to Grabowski after he won the mod deal there. And I just felt this calm come over me. And ever since then, I'm like, there's nothing that I look forward to more than going out to Eagle on Saturday nights and just getting to do this and making improvements every week. Yeah, definitely. I know you started off as a pit reporter per se last year. Now you moved up to the big booth. Uh, talk about that transition a little bit. You know, it's actually a crazy transition. I never would have thought about it. And I, I go back and watch the replays every week. And I do notice that I find more of my voice when I'm doing the interview stuff, but every week seems to be clicking off a little bit better and better. Um, I kind of started a trend up there. Actually, the first week I was really dependent on my binoculars and now everybody up there's got a pair of binoculars as I start to use <laughs> mine less and less and less. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, I, we don't really get to hear much of the announcers down there, but the few times that I've gone through the, through the stands during like a B feature, C features or whatever, you and, uh, you and Dan have a good chemistry going. I really appreciate and, uh, like the way you guys call races. That's hugely important. Well, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. I, I think we're getting better and better as weeks go on. You know, we've got a couple of uh, naysayers on Facebook that don't like us as much because we're not the legendary voice that was there. But, you know, everybody's got room for improvement and everybody's got to be able to embrace change. You know, there's still guys complaining about the 360 deal. So, yeah, you know what they say. Everybody's going to complain. Yeah, you know what they say. Let the haters hate. That's right. All right, well, I want to thank you for jumping on. Uh, hopefully, we'll make this a weekly deal. Uh, just kind of talk about Eagle Raceway every week with you. Does that sound yeah, good? Yeah, sounds great to me. Thanks a lot for having me. All right, thanks a lot, James. We'll talk to you later. Thank you, James. All right, once again, thanks, James, for jumping on with the Eagle Raceway Roundup. I think it'll be a nice little feature uh, to talk just to get a set of eyes out there since you and I aren't out there every week. Well, and you know, it's somebody who's watching the whole race. You know, sometimes we get limited in our view and we only see bits or hear bits or read bits. So it's it's good to have someone who's always out there. At obviously, Eagle Raceway is kind of our home track, as it were. You know, because that's kind of the center of sprint car racing in Nebraska as well. It is pretty much. Yeah, I mean, you got you got Eagle and you got I eighty when they run the when they the run thrusters. them. The 360s, and uh, with the way this year's going, I think that's the only two places in Nebraska that's going to have sprint cars on the racetrack. Yeah, so it's it's good to have James on. Yeah, definitely. Um, other race recaps, let's jump into the World Outlaws Friday night in Burlington, Iowa. Parker Price Miller getting her done with Law the firm. Uh, with the Deets uh, Motorsports number 14. Yeah, it was an exciting, another exciting race. You know, I, I keep saying that all the time, but it was a good show out there, and uh, it was good to see. You know, they're starting to find their starting to find their footing. I was reading about that and, and they're really happy with where they're going. I think they had higher expectations and it's nice to see them get a win. Yeah, definitely. Uh, moving on to uh Saturday night, Wilmont Raceway in Wilmont, Wisconsin. Another uh Dietz, uh crew chief car, uh David Gravel David picking Gravel. up that one. He looked good. I mean, it was uh is had a lot of yellow flags, a lot of stops, but yeah, it was really not never in doubt. David Gravel had that thing under control. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know uh, stats on this, but I don't think a crew chief has won back to back races with the Outlaws in two different cars. Ah, uh, you know they I they mentioned something about that on the broadcast. And I think that was the first time. 
Yeah, the only other person I could say maybe doing Carl Kinzer. Maybe. That, yeah. Yeah. So, but they did mention there was a, a unique stat about that, but I, I did miss it. Yes. Uh, Sunday night, the Outlaws went over to Indiana to the legendary Terre Haute action track. Uh, Logan Schuhart picking up the win. Uh, Donnie Schatz, man, coming from last place to second, blowing a motor in his heat race, had to run the B. Uh, what a run by him. Yeah, you know, he took took advantage. There was, uh, I think, two two reds, a couple yellow flags, but that's how it works, you know. It's, and um, it was incredible. He he just picked guys off and just each time it was. And it wasn't like he was, you know, working. He would get on the start and pick off two, three guys that shot and then just keep making that work for him. So it was hell of a run by shots. I know that they're trying to find a little bit of speed right now, and it's uh, it seemed to be clicking for him. And yeah. Shuhart, Shuhart just checked out. He, he had that thing covered from, you know, wire to wire pretty much. Yeah, one thing I, I want to note from that race, uh, Craig Kenzer, one of the strangest deals I've seen in qualifying in a while where that, that right front just uh, Absolute terrible falls night. off. Broke a hub is what I saw. Okay, I didn't yeah. know if it fell off he or broke a hub, broke. and then unfortunately he his bad night continued and he uh, flipped it hard in the uh, A feature. So it was, it was a rough night for Craig Kenzer. Yeah, he can't catch a break right now. No. Uh, we mentioned uh, earlier that Knoxville Raceway, USAC was there with the sprint cars. Uh, Tyler Courtney picked up the feature win on Friday night. Saturday night, Brady Bacon picking up the twenty grand uh, back to back wins for him in that race. Yeah, it was a heck of a good, a heck of a nice Sunday morning gift there. So yeah, definitely. Uh, Friday night, the three sixties ran with the uh, with the USAC sprint cars. Almost, we were close to seeing an Almar Carl podium with uh, Austin McCarl picking up the win. Carson. Uh, Coming in second, and Joe Beaver spoiled that, and as he picked up the third place finish, and Terry McCarr was fourth. Yeah, so it's uh, it's fun watching the whole family going. It's it's quite a deal, and obviously McCarl just a name synonymous with Knoxville. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Sunday morning, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Brian Brown picked up the four ten feature win. Kerry Madsen rolled in second, and Casey Kane ran another top three. It's it's good to see that, and Brian Brown is is probably the master of Knoxville right now. And I believe that is 51 feature wins for Brian Brown passing Sammy, Sammy Swindell. Swindell. So suck on that, Brad Brown. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got to give Brad jabs every time. Yeah, you know. every time he ain't on here giving us beer, we got to give him crap about it. So. Yes, for sure. Uh, let's move on to the Power Eye National Midgets. Uh, they were at Valley, or sorry, Humboldt Speedway on Friday night. Buddy Coifoy picked up the feature win. Star of the future, man. Yes, uh, definitely bright things for him. Saturday night, they moved over to Valley Speedway. Ace McCarthy picked up the feature win there. And Sunday, it was Logan Sweevy taking the uh, checker flags, but unfortunately coming in light at the scales, relegating that win to Ace McCarthy. It's good. Good night, man. Good good weekend for Ace, for sure. And um, it's, like I said, we're uh, it's great because Power Eye, I think we're starting to see some good some stars coming up. It's a it's a really competitive series. Yeah, and we we mentioned Power Eye a lot, and mainly I do because uh, Trey Grop is running with them uh, for Rookie of the Year, and uh, well, we got a local guy running with them, so we kind of keep tabs on him a little bit. Absolutely. All right, uh, let's jump into a quick break, real quick, and we will be right back with our guests. Coming to the Jefferson County- 
Holiday Speedway in Fairbury, Nebraska, July 17th and 18th. The NOS Energy Drink USAC National Midget Series returns to the Cornhusker State. It's the Riverside Chevrolet Midwest Midget Championship presented by Weston Package Meats and Schmidt Sanitation. It's a two-night thrill show with a free concert each night. Qualifying at 6.30 with racing at 7. General admission tickets are $20. High school students and kids just 5 bucks. For more info, visit JeffersonCountySpeedway.com. And so now we're proud to welcome a very special guest. He is the 2018 USAC non-wing sprint car champion, the 2019 USAC midget champion, 2019 sprint car runner-up, the 2018 National Sprint Car Hall of Fame non-wing sprint car driver of the year. He is currently third in national midget points from Indianapolis, Indiana, driver of the number 7BC NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car. Welcome, Tyler Courtney. Get ourselves in that spot is, you know, our first goal, obviously, through the night, and then, uh, hopefully move forward here in the future yeah no problem um yeah so uh you picked up a big win on friday night in knoxville raceway with the uh with i guess your return to wingless sprint cars uh you've been driving that wing car for a while but talk about knoxville real quick yeah uh so our second so friday night was our second race with the nominee car this year and uh that was a great night we won our heat and uh, ended up winning the feature there and um you know we kind of struggled a little bit on saturday when the when the big money is on the line but you know that's how it goes and but we still came out there with the top five and you know, it's uh, pretty pretty proud of our team for not running it all year and showing up to the you know biggest race of the year and you know winning one night and running fifth the next. So um, you know it's just uh, this is challenging. Sport the sport right now is is really thriving and you know everybody's on top of their game. So if you're if you're just off a little bit, um, you know it kind of shows. And um, you know just very fortunate to be part of a good team where where we show up and you know we've been competitive and everything we've been driving. You're the defending um, USAC, uh, seem the Jefferson County race <laughs> champion. Uh, what's it feel like to get back there and come back there for two days? Uh, what what kind of stands out about the track? Maybe if there's anything that separates it from other places you've been. Um, you know, it's just a it's a short track. It's kind of like a you know the tracks I grew up running. You know, six hundreds and stuff like that. So, you know, I kind of used my knowledge from that growing growing up. We've kind of ran we've ran good there every every year we've been there. So, um, you know, excited to get back there. And you know, Cody and his whole team they do uh, uh, one heck of a job promoting the race and you know making it a, a, an event. Um, you know, which is, you know, hard to do, especially in this day and age. And um, they do a really good job of it. So it's always exciting to get back there and, uh, you know, see how much work they put into it, you know, making it better each each and every year. And, um, yeah, excited to see our fans out there in Nebraska and, you know, hopefully put on another show and, you know, try and defend uh, our uh, our midget, midget race out there. Yeah, definitely. You mentioned that uh, Cody's made it more of an event. We don't get USAC out here in Nebraska with, with the exception of this one time. I guess we get sprint cars at I-80 every now and then. But, uh you suddenly made that an event. Talk about how it's grown over the couple past couple of years. Uh, it's been, uh, yeah, like you said, we don't come out there very often. So the times we do, I think the chance the fans obviously uh, you know cherish it. Or they've they've noticed now that you know our, our racing is 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 pretty good. So I think you know that helps into to growing it. And uh, it's been cool to see them grow each and every year. You know those places they're not very big, but but they sure do pack the place. And you know it's been cool to you know kind of get to know some of the fans over the, the last couple of years. And you know actually see them start to travel more than. You know that they probably did before. Now they get to know us a little bit, and uh, you know, see what kind of racing we put on. So it's been been cool to see that, and you know, to see the whole sport grow, especially you know, in a part of the country that you know we don't get to go very often. You, uh, you know, obviously, you're out at the World Outlaws tonight and uh, running the wing car. And I know earlier you, you expressed that you're going to expand into you know uh, more wing racing. What uh, what is the biggest uh, maybe part of the learning curve or the hurdles that you've had in going from 
you know, midgets to non-wing to wing cars. I know you mentioned, you know, that there was a little bit of a learning curve. What's what have been some of the biggest challenges for you? Um, you know, just you know, mentally, you know, keep myself in check, knowing that I'm not going to come out and you know dominate right away in the wing stuff. You know, where we've been dominating the last couple of years on the U-side side of things. So, just uh, you know, remembering that and 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 remember which car you're in really remember you know wing car drive nice and straight wing car you gotta or the nominee car you gotta be you know kind of cowboy up and the midget you gotta kind of be in between both so just uh you know remembering which one you're in and which which style to drive on that certain night so i think that's kind of been you know tricky for me a little bit here you know just getting going running everything and um you know hopefully the more i do it the more comfortable i'll get so but uh it's been fun it's been you know it's been a lot of fun to start learning you know the wing car and then portraying what I've learned in the wing car to to the, the non-wing side of things. Yeah, now you, um, you're going to defend your uh, your midget championship with USAC, but uh, what's your schedule like uh, with the wing car? Are you going to fill in with non-wing races, or is it just being primarily uh, focusing on that wing car? Yeah, so so obviously the, our schedule is you know, going to be based around the midget schedule uh, with what they do there, and um, you know the primarily after that it's going to be you know the, the wing sprint car, so you know, we'll, we'll do a bunch of, of wing sprint car races here to, to finish out the year and, you know, hit, hit a couple, couple non-wing shows might do, you know, a couple sprint week shows and we'll do SmackDown and, uh, you know, maybe a couple like Lawrence forget at the end of the year when they pay 10 grand and, uh, stuff like that. So just kind of, you know, pick and choose, but you know, if there's, if there's wing races that make sense for us to go do, um, you know, I think that's our, our, our main goal to go do that just to get as many wing races in as possible this year and, you know, learn as much as we can. All right. Well, since you're at the racetrack, we're going to cut this a little bit short. But uh, we want to thank you. For, we want to thank you for jumping on. Uh, good luck tonight uh, with the Outlaws, and uh, we will see you this weekend at uh, Fairbury. Yep, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Well, fuck me running. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we got the phone call from Tyler, Super and I uh, the I forgot to hit the record button, so we missed just a little bit. But uh, he is currently running with the Outlaws right now. Um, in Attico, Ohio, the Brad Doty Classic. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we just missed a little bit of intro. Uh, we got the first question in there with them, but uh, finally hit that record button. Yeah, that's all right. You know, it's great to have Tyler on, and it's, you know, this is a guy who's a uh, superstar. And so I'm pretty proud of that, pretty proud that we were able to get him on. We were thankful to have him on. And uh, he's going to make, you know, we already saw him kind of earlier in the year when uh, they did the return to racing. At uh, Knoxville with the World Outlaws, obviously making waves, um, going to start moving into the wing sprint car racing, and I will guarantee you that the uh, number seven BC Clawson Marshall NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car will definitely be uh, finding its way up to the front very very soon. Yeah, I mean he did win in that wing car his first night out, so uh, not too shabby. Yeah, he'll get there. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll take another break real quick, and we will jump back on with Cody Brewer, the promoter of this week's USAC Midget Race at Jefferson County Speedway in Fairbury, Nebraska. NOS Energy Drink, high performance energy. Yeah, you damn right, I got what happened out there. I'm fine, I just had to deal with my asshole uh, teammates, Steve Kent. Oh, they wasn't happy with me for crowding them, but shit, I want to win. Come here, come here. Come here, come here. Pisser, piece of shit. Oh, that's 
All right, joining us on the hotline now is the promoter of the Midwest Midget Championship out at Fairbury, Nebraska, and the Jefferson County Speedway, Cody Brewer. Cody, how's it going, man? Good. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, excited for the race this weekend. I'm excited. Uh, it's a lot of work uh, leading up to it. Um, you know, this year, even uh, there was it's kind of a cliffhanger. We didn't even know if we were going to get to race till about a month ago. So, uh, you know, for for about three months, it was up in the air, and finally got to go ahead from the fair board and and from the health department, the county health department, and uh, everybody. So it's been uh, it's been a run, uh, pretty good run in the last month, trying to get things ready and and uh, moving forward. So yeah, we're excited, ready ready to get racing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's uh, let's jump back a little bit. You started this thing off as a Tuesday Night Thunder in 2016, and this uh, this race has grown more than just a race. It's now a huge event. Uh, you got live concerts. You got a shrimp broil going on. Uh, just kind of talk about the the weekend itself and all the festivities you have going on. Yeah, it uh, it started as a as a support show, you know, solely for the Belleville Midget Nationals, and um, you know, there's a lot of people from from Southeast Nebraska and from Nebraska and Kansas and, and everywhere in that area. Uh, plus all over the country that, that has a soft place in their heart for Belleville and the midget nationals and, uh, me included. And, uh, you know, they had a tough time for years trying to get that thing, keep it, keep it afloat. That, that track is a, is a tough one to tame. And so anyway, at one point they said, Hey, what, what do we got to do? And I said, well, why don't we try to get more tracks, short tracks, you know, uh, around the area. We used to run a cool junction in Dodge city and, and some other stuff, but those were all big tracks. I said, why don't we get on some bull rings, uh, you know, leading up to Belleville and, and try to get people, you know, get drivers from the West coast and the East coast, and the Midwest and everywhere here for the bull rings. And hopefully some of them will stay for the midget national. So that's how the deal got started. Uh, it's totally as a support show for Belleville. Uh, you know, unfortunately things progressed at Belleville and didn't work out for midgets to keep going back to Belleville. Uh, and so we kind of were faced with a dilemma of, Hey, do we continue trying to have a midget race? It was very successful for two years. Um, and so we, we said, yeah, let's, let's try it. Uh, but there was, you know, a lot of unknowns. And so, you know, and then trying to get some shows to go with it. It's, it's a long drive for a lot of the teams coming from the Midwest just to come out for a one or two day show at Fairbury. So we, we, you know, tried to pair up some other tracks with it. Uh, so it, essentially, it turned into a two-day show at Fairbury called the Midwest Music Championship, and it's uh, we're we're starting our and this will be our third year with that um, as the Midwest Music Championship. It is our fifth year at Jefferson County doing USAC National Midget. So uh, anyway, I think the drivers like it. It's it's, it's it has grown. It uh, I don't know how to make races have an event feel. But but this race has an event feel. Whatever whatever however that happens, it's got that feel. Uh, and there's you know it happens because there's a lot of people around. Um, you know there's a lot of guys that help. And with the racetrack itself, there's a lot of people in the Fairbury community that step up with their small businesses and help make things happen. Uh, there's and you know and then at, putting it during the Jefferson County Fair, you know, helps definitely helps with that atmosphere as well. So. There's a lot of variables that go into making it have that event feel, but we we keep trying to add more. This year, you know, we've done this. The shrimp bowl started out as a as a, a the night before the race, uh, kind of a thank you deal. Well, one of my sponsors did it for all the guys that help at the track and volunteer time at the track. Well, then it turned into hey, why don't you go ahead and invite the USAC officials and the teams? And then you know, then it turned into why don't we just invite everybody? This is a cool deal, and let's keep expanding on it. So we that's what we've done. Um, and it's a, it's a fun, fun deal. So this year it's on 
Thursday night at 7.30 at the campground just on the north side of the racetrack. It's free, free beer, free food. It's awesome. We'll be there probably till the wee hours of the morning solving the world's problems. And usually I freak out about midnight and decide the track doesn't have enough water and I go water. <laughs> so that's usually what happens. Uh, I can't, I can't say that's going to happen this year, but I would, if I was a betting man, I'd put money on it. So, uh, you know, then we, uh, on Friday, we're having a cornhole tournament at the same campground at three o'clock, uh, with proceeds going to, it's, it's 40 bucks a team. Uh, 50% of the proceeds would go back to the win, you know, to purse for the cornhole tournament. And then, uh, and then another 50% is going to go to Grady Chandler and the do it for Grady cause, uh, trying to help him and his family out as he continues with rehab. And then, uh, Saturday, there's a golf tournament at the, at the Fairbury country club. It's a three man scramble. Cool deal there. That's the first year that that's been able to kind of coordinate and line up with the races. So, you know, hopefully the fans, uh, maybe some drivers, but, Definitely, the fans can play golf or play cornhole. I think there'll be quite a few drivers at the at the Shrimp Bowl on Thursday night. So all of it, all of it combined helps to make it an event. You know what I mean? And then and then the racing itself is pretty badass. So uh, you know, all of it combined is a, is a pretty cool weekend. You know, this is the I think the first year that you don't um, have a competing midget show in Power Eye scheduled up against it. So, uh, expecting some more cars is this uh, a big boon for the race, or you know, how, how do you see that effect in the car count, which has already been good anyway? So don't get me wrong, but are you are expecting maybe a blockbuster this time? Yeah, I, definitely. So, uh, you know, there's been some other you know races not too far down the road the last couple of years, uh, which hadn't been the coolest thing in the world, but it hadn't. It really hasn't affected the quality of what we got going on at Fairbury and Jefferson County Speedway. So, uh, you know, it's it's been awesome the last couple of years. We've had the best midget drivers, the best dirt track drivers in the world in Fairbury, Nebraska, and and we're going to have that again. I do think uh, the car count. It's it's a points show this year for Rocky Mountain uh, Midget Racing Association, which the last couple of years it's been on a schedule, but not a points show. This year it's a points show for them. That'll that'll affect a couple guys. Uh, but then there's no other competing shows, um, anywhere around. So, uh, yeah, I do, I, we're expecting about 30 cars. Um, we picked up a couple really good cars, the flea, uh, flea Ruzek, uh, team out of, out of, uh, St. Louis is going to be there with Jason McDougal and Emilio Hoover, uh, which, you know, hadn't been there the last couple of years. And there's a couple other teams that'll be there. So, you know, we're going to have the best USAC guys plus all the, you know, the best of the best from the rest of the country as well. So I think we're going to be 28 to 30, maybe 32 cars somewhere in there. Uh, but the, the cool thing is it's the best 30 cars in the country and oh, the best absolutely. 30 drivers in the country. So it's, uh, it, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, for sure. You mentioned earlier during that shrimp broil that, uh, you started freaking out about midnight about adding water to the track. Um, uh, past three years, you've had new track records sent. Are you, uh, going to go for four years in a row and, uh, add some more water and see what kind of speeds we can get around that boring? I don't know. I don't know if we can get any faster. I know uh, it wasn't last year. Last year, we a little tricky on track prep. We tried to do flat track motorcycles on Friday night. Um, we were trying not to book micro roads because there's a, a cam raceway, uh, you know, not too far away. They run Friday night. So we were trying to stay off booking micros on Friday night, and we tried to do flat track motorcycles. Well, they have to have a little bit different track prep. So we were trying to, you know, balance flat track motorcycles plus a midget show and, and then and then revamp the, sh- the midget track before the A feature, which we did, and it worked great. Um, you know, setting new track records, 
sometimes is, is good, sometimes it's bad. I know two years ago uh, there was mud hitting the press box and uh, because the track was so tacky. <laughs> yeah, and, I was sitting down said, there. <laughs> this thing is juicy. And, uh, they, you know, and then so the USAC, the USAC officials were like, man, I don't know. This is like Kokomo type stuff, you know, mud hitting a press box. Uh, gee whiz. So, you know, just because it's, uh, you know, we're breaking track records doesn't mean it's the best, the most racy track. Uh, you know, we try to make, you know, we, we try to be pretty scientific with a track trap, and there's a lot of variables, but we try to make it as wide, as wide as possible with, you know, with the top still having a little bit of an edge. That way, you know, some guys can go to the bottom, and but the top's still probably going to be the best way around. But it doesn't, you know, there's a lot of variables. So uh, I, I just start freaking out and think the top doesn't have near enough moisture in it. And I, I want to go get it juiced up. I know for, for I me, I know for me personally that uh, qualifying has been worth the price of admission alone. So uh, if you get it juiced yeah. up, I appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see what we can do. I, I, I definitely like seeing the wheel stands coming off turn two, so we'll see what we can do. And uh, we mentioned a mission a little bit. Uh, where can fans get tickets? I'm sure they're still available. They are. So, um, you know, we're limited, a li- somewhat limited because of the, the virus deal, but um, we, we have plenty of seats. We, the, the amount of seats we're able to sell is a little over 1,200, we'll, and we've never – We've never been more than about a thousand or a thousand fifty. So, you know, we'd have to have a record attendance to to be getting to our capacity point as far as you know what the state health departments allow or the county health departments allow us to have. So, we're plenty good on tickets. Um, you can get tickets ahead of time if you want at JeffersonCountySpeedway.com, and then there's a little red tab on the left hand side that says Buy Tickets. Just click on that. You can either buy a camp spot or you can buy tickets. You can buy single day general mission tickets either for general mission or students or you can buy a two-day reserve seat uh, and the only way you can get reserves is if you buy a two-day pass that is good until tomorrow night at midnight so wednesday night at midnight that stops um so then at that point then it'll just be general mission tickets only at the front gates general mission or student tickets at the front gate starting at five o'clock on friday and then again at five o'clock on saturday and we have plenty of tickets so there's no no reason to worry that you're not going to get it so come out we're going to we'll get you we'll find you a place uh and we have we keep adding adding capacity we added grand since it's seating on the north end seating on the south end there's catwalk on the top of both of those plus the main grandstand is covered uh so we'll get you we'll get you taken care of no matter how how it works out and there's not a bad seat in the house it's it's a great place to watch a race yeah it's they're all good all elevated all every set of every seat there is an elevated seat and and most of them are covered you know with covered grandstands so it keeps the sun off of it too so it's a it's a really cool little joint all right well i for sure am excited for this weekend uh i want to thank you for jumping on with us and we'll see you friday and saturday out in the racetrack Yep, thank you guys for, for letting me be part of the show. Keep up the good work, and uh, we'll see you this weekend. All right, that's Cody Brewer, promoter of the Jefferson County Speedway with the Midwest Midget National Championship. Uh, sounds like it's going to be a hell of a race out there this weekend. You know, when he said you're going to see the best of the best, you are. I mean, this is, you know, if we how many years we talked about the Midget Series producing those drivers who've either moved up or won championships. You know, it is it is the best of the best, and it is an absolutely fun little racy joint to go to. I Last time we go there... You, you go there and it's not like they even it's like there's not even a straight they just kind of hanging out of there and they're they're already cocked out you know cockeyed coming out of four and setting up for one by the time they get to the flag stand so it's a lot of fun to watch yeah these midgets are definitely a blast on these bull rings I, I, if, if you can make it out there i highly recommend it i i'd argue that it's probably one of my favorite forms of motorsports midget on a bull ring 
Well, Jason, I know where I'm going to be this weekend. Um, I'm pretty sure I know where you're going to be. And it's where all the cool kids are going to be, Jefferson County Speedway. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, and a uh, quick time change. Uh, we just got word that Eagle Raceway, due to the heat uh, expectation this weekend, they are going to jump up their schedule a little bit. Uh, hot lap 6.30, racing at 7.30. So if you make it out to Eagle Raceway, you can't go out to Jefferson County where we're going to be. You'd rather watch some sprint cars. Make sure you uh, note that time change. And well, and with that, we will catch you all on the flip side. Have a good weekend, everybody.